the way that you would like for them to go? We're going to get an answer to that question this morning. James chapter 1, we're going to start reading in verse number 1. James, a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. Brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that she may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Did you know that God wants us to get to a place in life where we lack nothing? Amen. Where we lack nothing. That's right. If any of you lack wisdom, Amen. let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not. And it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, not wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven by the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted. But he that is rich in that he is made low, because as the flower of the grass shall pass away, for the sun is no sooner risen with burning heat, but it withereth the grass and the flower thereof faith falleth, and the grace and the and the grace of the fashion of it perisheth, so also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. Blessed, say it with me, blessed, blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive a crown of life. Does it pay to stick out with God? Amen. Yes, Absolutely. Amen shall receive a crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then, when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good and every perfect gift is from above. And cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, no shadow of turning. Pray with me. Father, I ask that you would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. The eyes of understanding being enlightened that we would know what's the hope of your calling and what's the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. 
And what's the exceeding greatness of your power to us who believe, according to the working of your mighty power, which you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead, and say that your own right hand in heavenly places. And I ask that you would grant us according to the riches of your glory, to be strengthened with might by your spirit in our inner man, that Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith, that we, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what's the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, so that we would be filled with all the fullness of God. Holy Spirit, I ask you for divine utterance this morning. I ask that you would help me to communicate the heart of the Father to us, your people, and that every need in this house would be met according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Now you would think with the wording that was in this that this, this would bring much encouragement to people. You've got to let the Word of God speak to your heart to really catch the heart of what God is saying. Because the Bible is more than just a book of the intellect. The Bible is a book of the heart. It deals with issues of the heart. It speaks to the heart because if you can get something down on the heart level, you can get something that will transform your very life. Sometimes you can hear something and you say, man, that was a good saying. I think I'll, I'll hold on to that. And be, before five minutes is gone, you done and forgot. The thing that you do was a good thing to hold on to. Because that's just what mentality will do. God wants to get farther than their mentality. He wants to get down into the heart. Because when you get down in the heart of something, you've got down to the meat of where that's at. And you might forget the words. But you got the heart of what was being said. You catch the spirit of it. Of what is being said. And when you can get a hold of what God is saying to you. Of what the spirit of God is saying to you. He will bring hope to you. He will bring a peace to you and a strength to you. That you can't get any other way. Now we're going to start right here where the children of Israel were at. Because there was a day they were all in Jerusalem. We know this because when the Holy Spirit was poured out, He said, you're going to be witnesses in Jerusalem, and in, in Judea, and to Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. God was saying something here of something that He wanted to take place, but everybody was in Jerusalem. But something happened in Jerusalem that made a change. Did you know that there's things that happens in our life that makes changes in us? They're not always comfortable because it's not what we've always known. It's not what we've always experienced. And this is where the children of God found themselves. And he's speaking to the church. He's not just talking to the Jewish people. He's talking to the church. Because now something is going to happen here in Jerusalem. And don't be shocked if it happens to you. It was called persecution. Through persecution, there was, there's a fancy word that's called the diaspora. 
for the scattered. And the church was scattered from Jerusalem and they went out. It's like if you were looking at a bullseye or a target and you would have had Jerusalem in the center and then Judea and then Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Because I saw it like this. Anybody in here like mayonnaise? If you don't like mayonnaise, you won't be able to identify with this thing. You'll have to put something else on it. See, in, in our house, when we were growing up, we had Miracle Wheel. I hate Miracle Wheel. I got people that love Miracle Wheel. You got people that hate Miracle Wheel. You got people that hate mayonnaise. And you got some people that love mustard. You got some that hate them all. But here's the picture that I got. You're fixing a sandwich. And which everyone that you like, you take the spoon and you put a big gob right down here on your bread. And you got a, you got one big glob on this whole big piece of bread. And it needs to be spread out so that the whole bread can enjoy whatever condiment that you put on it. The whole bread. This is the way that it is with us. God wants to use us to spread the gospel, the message of hope, the message of life all over your world of influence. A lot of times we would be happy just being this little glob stuck here in this church. But God is not in the glob business. He's in the spreading business. Because everybody needs to taste of the things of God. Everybody needs to be a participator in the things of God because the things of God are so great and so valuable and so life-changing that He wants us to get a hold of them. But they would have never left Jerusalem. They would have been content to say, Glory to God, I'm right here in Jerusalem. and just happy. But through persecution, they were driven out of Jerusalem. Is it because he forgot about Jerusalem? No. They were driven out into Judea. But the persecution there got, got big. And it, they went to Samaria. Oh, not Samaria. We can go anywhere but Samaria. That's them half-breed people. Them people like dogs. We ain't having no association. I, I sent them out to Samaria because the people in Samaria needed to know about Jesus. Then I sent them out to the ends of the world. To the whole world because the, Jesus died for the sins of all humanity. Amen. Not just for a select few over here in Crestle because we're special people. He needed the mayonnaise. He needed the miracle whip. He needed the mustard spread all over the whole piece of bread. So when you took and you got your bite of sandwich and you sunk your teeth into it, you said, mm, I love that miracle whip, but that was just too much. That was just too much. Because it didn't get spread all over. Now, I said all of that to say this. Because James is being used by the Spirit of God to speak life into the church. And I want to take us back to just a few scriptures so that we can help set this scene. 
Right? You still got your Bible open to James? We're going to start reading in verse number two. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh in patience, worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. Now, how many of you have ever heard this here? Don't never pray for patience. <laughs> because if you're going to pray for patience, you're going to have trouble. Because they take scriptures like this and take them out of, out of context. And what we're doing is instilling fear into the body of Christ and in people instead of faith. God is not in the fear business. Amen. He's in the faith business. So there's something that you've got to grasp here from the Word of God. God is not trying to bring people down. He's trying to lift people up. And if God is trying to lift people up, then it's important for us to catch what He's saying. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't catch what God is saying, we'll miss out on what God wants to be done. And it's quite easy when it's us going through and we're faced with something in our life, we start singing our song. You're going to sing a song. I can promise you, you're going to sing a song. But depending on what song you sing will have a great deal to do with the outcome of what you're going through. Because some people, when they get in the middle of a predicament, the first thing that they, they get, they, they get that Memphis kind of a tone to them. And they start singing the blues. Woe is me. You just don't know what I'm going through. Nobody's had it hard like me before. And we start... We start singing our song. That's, that's exactly right. That's, that's what we would be saying from that person that's in that place. Bless the Lord. <laughs> Bless the Lord because they sure need some help. Because. But that, that blues. It don't look good on nobody. And it especially don't look good on you as a child of God. But let me say it again. You will sing a song, whether you want to or not. And sometimes through or not saying anything at all, is singing a song sometimes that's louder Amen. than the other. Amen. So don't think you're just going to keep this thing in neutral and just stay where you're at. Because when you stick in neutral, you'll stay in that spot longer than you want to stay in that spot. The church did not want to go through the scattering. But God needed them to go to the uttermost parts of the earth. If it wasn't for the church going to the uttermost parts of the earth, we wouldn't be in the church today. Thank God for somebody that endured persecution. 
Somebody who looked at it from a little different point of view so that we could catch the heart of God. Because he says something here that's almost, we say, man, you're crazy. How in the world can you say that? Count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations. Divers' temptations are is this. Various tests and trials. Count it all joy. Anybody in here, you ain't got to raise your hand, say, that's what I do when I find myself in a test or trial. I count it all joy. Well, that's what the Word tells us to do. And if we're coming short, it's setting a course that we can have a course correction So, because when we have a course correction, we can get in a different direction so that we can receive what God's got for us to walk in. But if you're crying out, and I'm crying out, woe is me. Ain't nobody had it as hard as I got. And start singing that song. We're like and I, I just I just was in a checkout line the other day in Hartford at the food line. And this fellow that was in there, and he had a whole stack of pizzas. And I said, I sure hope you ain't going to eat them all at one time. And he said he had all his boys and all with him, and what they, were, they were down turkey hunting. And he said that his... Uh, his son, had, I said, did you, did you get anything? He said, my son got a coyote. And uh, he said, you wouldn't believe it. He said, they saw the coyote over there. And he said, he took out his phone. I said, what, take a picture of it? He said, no. He said, he punched the sound for a bait for a coyote. The bait for a coyote is a wounded rabbit. And the wounded rabbit started making the call. And it, it was just on the phone. It wasn't even a real rabbit making the, making the sound. And he said that coyote came over there and shot that coyote. Now, I want you to take that application and I want you to think about something for a minute. The coyote is like the devil. And he likes to eat a wounded rabbit. It's one of his food supplies. He gobbled the whole thing up. And a lot of times, our mouth and the way that we sound through what we're going through makes that sound that calls the enemy instead of calling God. See, nobody can do that. Nobody else can do that for you. Only we can make adjustments ourselves. And this is one of the reasons that, that James is in, exhorting the people. He's encouraging the people. Count it all joy. Because it, it changes the attitude of woe is me and look what I'm going through. Because they were being faced with a hard place in their life. And brothers and sisters, let me say this. It is no fun... And if you are just looking for trouble in your life, you're a weirdo. And there's something that's wrong with you. You probably need to get your head examined. But if you find yourself in a place like that and you choose...
to act on what God says. You can bring God into your situation rather than just fighting this thing out by yourself. Amen. Instead, of, you're going to sing a song. But what you're going to sing has a definite effect on the outcome of what you are dealing with and what you're faced with. So don't never let the enemy and don't never let sometimes your brothers and sisters or sometimes your family, if they're saying anything that's, uh, that's counterwise to what the Word of God says, you hold on to the Word of God because the Word of God will bring you out of the situation and not keep you locked in it and not keep you there any longer than you have to stay there. But he said, count it all joy. Count it all joy. How can I count it all joy when I find myself somewhere that I don't want to be? Experiencing something in life that I don't want to experience. And brothers and sisters, let's face it. We have all found ourselves in places that we would choose not to be in. Mm -hmm. But if we're there... He says, count it all joy. How can I count it all joy? Because the same God that saved me in the beginning is the same God who can deliver me now. And I'll take and I will hold on to him and I'll walk with him. He says, count it all joy. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. I want you to think about this for a minute. There's a reservoir of God inside of you. This is something that I've started reminding myself of in my prayer time in the morning. It helped us all. In John, in the epistles of John, it says, Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I see myself, and I want you to see yourself as this. You're a mobile tabernacle of the Holy Ghost. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. That means that God himself lives inside of you. And if God lives inside of you, there's a reservoir of strength and power and all the attributes and qualities of God that reside inside of you. And he says over in Isaiah, he said, with joy, you draw from the wells of salvation. With joy, you can pull things up. If there's healing that you need, you can pull it up. It's in the reservoir. It's in the reservoir. All the qualities of God are in God himself. And when God himself resides inside of you, there's a power that's inside of you that a lot of times that we don't, we don't, catch it because we're trying to pull it from the middle rail instead of pulling it from the heart. But he wants us to catch these things from the heart. Because if we can catch it from the heart, they'll transform our lives. So he says with joy, with joy we draw with joy we draw with joy. Oh is me. You know what I was just doing? I was calling the coyote when I called one to call the helper. I was calling the enemy the whole time when I was wanting to call on God to help me. Well, I thought that's what I was doing. And I was going counterwise with God. Do you see why God needs to make corrections in our life so that he can change direction? Our trajectory. 
He can change our trajectory just by getting on the page with him. Count it all joy. Want to see how this could work? I told you we were going to, I was going to be preaching on that song in just a, in just a little bit. How great, <coughs> sing it with me. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. Now, <clears throat> let's change the scenes. We've got Paul and Silas. They've been faithful to preach the gospel. But some of the people that they were preaching the gospel to didn't want to hear it and started causing a stink in the town that they were in. And they had them brought before the magistrates and they ended up taking and beating them until their backs were bleeding. And after their backs were bleeding, they weren't satisfied with that. They put them in the innermost parts of the dungeon of the jail and put their feet in shackles. But the word of God says that at midnight, Paul and Silas decided to sing a song. You don't know the trouble I'm in. I've been preaching that gospel again. My back is bleeding, and my boy, my feet do hurt. Come and sing with me, because you know it hurts. <laughs> so they, they decided to act on what the Word of God says. See, brothers and sisters, you have to make a conscious decision that you are going to act on what the Word of God says. It won't work until you work it. You can't stay in neutral and drive. You've got to engage this thing and get it moving. At midnight, back was still hurting, feet hurt in those thoughts, in those shackles. But they decided to do something. See, you can, you can become complacent and you can side in with your misery. And you can talk about your misery and you can rejoice about your misery and you can get everybody else around to feel sorry for you in your misery. But it won't change your misery. All the misery I have is some buddies to go along with. God is after giving us something that will bring us up out of that place. Out of that place of heaviness. Where God can do something. Not only for you. But he can spread the madness. He can spread the miracle with on the rest of it. We're going to see how this, is, how this is taking place. So they make a decision. They make a conscious decision. And I saw this one night. Because I wondered. And it said. They started to sing praises. And I said. Lord, I wonder what they sang. I would like to know that song. 
I would like to know that song that they sang. And this was the song that came to my heart. This was the song that came to my heart. Paul's over here. Silas is over here. Back still hurting. Feet still in the stocks. They can't go anywhere. They're locked up in the jail. And Paul looks over at Silas and says this. How great is our God. Amen. Sing with me. Amen. How great is our God. Is our God. See, there's things, brothers and sisters, you've got to remind yourself of. Thank you, Jesus. Because if you don't remind yourself of it, and somebody else don't remind you of it, you will forget it. That's right. And when you need it the most, you'll use it the least. Mm. That's good preaching right yeah. there. When you need it the most, you'll use it the least. And then what we will do, we will blame God because He didn't come on the page with us. When we were singing the song that was the wounded rabbit, that was the that was the sound that the enemy was listening for. He couldn't find us until we opened our mouth. But once we opened our mouth, he locked in on that sound and started approaching to us because he wants to devour us. He, he truly wants to devour us. But God truly wants to deliver us. Yes. But we've got to catch the heart of what he's saying. So Paul looks over at Silas and he makes a decision. I will not let the devil defeat me in this place. You've got to have that same fortitude and that same vigor and vitality about you. I will not let the devil defeat me. I'm going to stand with God no matter what. I'm going to open up my mouth and I choose. I don't feel like praising, but with joy I'm going to pull it up. If the Bible says with joy I can pull it up and there's a reservoir inside of me, I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to pull it. So I choose. I choose. I choose to take this joy because the joy is the dipper. The joy is the dipper. The well is deep, and you're trying to get down there to get it, and you can't get it. Joy is your dipper. Yes. But you don't know. I just don't feel like having no joy. Well, do you feel like staying where you're at? If you don't feel like staying where you're at, it's good to get on the page with God. Because mm -hmm. God's got a way out of that situation. I don't see anybody in here with your back bleeding. I don't see anybody with your feet in the stocks. But there may be, may, may be places in you that you're dealing with things that are having you in bondage. But the same thing can work to get you free. Is this count it all joy? Count it all joy. Oh, David, you're so crazy. That is ridiculous to tell somebody like that. I'm not the one who told them that. God is the one who told them that. Amen? Because David's got to do the same thing he's telling you to do. Right. Count it all joy. 
so I take and I start pulling up. And here's what Paul and Silas did. He looks at him and he says, How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. Close your eyes. How great is our God. Stop looking at your circumstance. How great is our God. You don't know what I'm going through. Stop looking at that. How great is is our God. Look at God. Look at God. Look at God. How great is our God. How great is our God. How great is our God. And while I'm singing that, I'm starting to pull. I'm starting to pull up something. I'm starting to pull up something. With joy we draw. With joy we draw from the wells of salvation. With joy we pull that up. There's deliverance. There's deliverance, there's salvation, there's healing. There's everything that we need that's in that joy and that reservoir. And with joy, we pull it up. With joy, we pull it up. With joy, we pull it up. And they started singing. And they changed the atmosphere of the jail. Praise God. And something supernatural and miraculous took place in that jail. There was an earthquake of the God kind. See, earthquakes in the natural tear things up. A supernatural earthquake like this of the God kind is one that doesn't tear things up, but one that sets people free. Because there was something here that happened. The jail doors came unlocked and opened up. See, there's things, there's situations that that come our way to, to hold us captive. To get our focus just on us, what I'm going through, and on the enemy. You ain't never going to get out of this. There ain't no hope for you. Doctors don't have an answer to this. The bank ain't got enough money to bail you out. You don't know the depth of what I'm dealing with. And God says, what your problem is is, You don't know how great your God is. You need to know how great your God is. He says, so count it all joy right here. Don't wait until you get out of this predicament. You start counting it all joy right here. You can shorten your duration of time tremendously by cooperating with God. Amen. Count it all joy. Amen. Count it all joy. Amen. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. Because God is after something. Yes. Amen. He's after making you entire and perfect, not lacking anything. That's right. Wouldn't it be good, a wonderful thought, that when we're faced with a situation that comes to us in life that at one time would just derail you and knock you completely off of the tracks. That you take and look at that and you say, none of these things move me. God brought me through something worse than that before and he'll bring me through it again. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. God has never failed me and he will never fail me. 
that we would say like the psalmist said, because he saw this, he says, I never seen the righteous forsaken or received begging for bread. Amen. Catch that spirit of faith. Because that spirit of faith takes a hold of the promises of God and holds on to them and won't, tip and won't turn them loose and starts singing about it. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. See, if you don't sing with me, I'm going to sing by myself. And that's an attitude that you need to have because that spirit of faith. I ain't got to have somebody else to sing with me, but sing with me. Sing with me, sing with me, sing with me how great is our God. Sing with me how great. Let's build a choir. Because what God is doing, He's endeavoring to spread manners. Because there was people at that jail that needed to know the salvation of God. And there were people in that jail. God didn't orchestrate that. But He sure did take advantage of the situation. See, a lot, of things, a lot of times people think that God's playing both sides of the fence. But he says here, in our, one of our last scriptures that I read, every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from above. From the Father of lights in whom no variableness nor shadow of turning. If he did it before, he'll do it again. Amen. You may not know how and you may not know when, but he'll do it again. Praise God. So we anchor into what God says in His Word. And if we can anchor into what God says in His Word, we can have what He says in His Word. And we refuse to be moved. So, if you won't have this attitude, if you won't sing with me, I'm going to sing by myself. Amen. And I ain't going to sing that old Memphis song, the blues, and the trouble I'm in. Nobody knows. Everybody needs to know. Everybody needs to know about the goodness of God. Yes, yes, so see yourself as Thank you, Jesus. Yes. I'm spreading the manners. Yes, I'm spreading the miracle wheel. Thank you. Thank you. I'm spreading the goodness of God. Yes, I'm spreading the joy Thank of the Lord. Jesus. Oh, you, Jesus. Because joy is a phenomenal Quality, a fruit of the Spirit that God has for His children Amen. to walk in. Yes. That you could laugh at something that's perplexing to everybody else and maybe perplexing to you, but you choose to laugh. Amen. Now I want to tell you something. I want to say something. I want to say something about Becky. I'm going to put her on the spot for a minute because I saw this. I saw this happen. I'm thankful that it's not happening because we broke that. When she fell and fractured her arm, I could see it have an effect that it started to draw her down. She could see it too. And I knew that it wasn't supposed to be like that. But it's easy for all of us to fall into the, to a place where we let circumstances have a way of squeezing the life out of us. Instead of taking the things of God and putting the life in us. And with joy. And she said this one night. She was right back here. 
sitting right behind where you're sitting, Stacy. And she said, <clears throat> I started laughing. And when she started laughing, she said, the pain started to leave. See, a lot of times what we do, we glorify the pain by talking about the pain. Instead of taking the joy of the Lord to overcome what we're dealing with. See, it takes a cooperation of working with God. Yes, amen. God, you come do this. And he says, I will do this, but I need you to work with me. You ever heard people say, can you help me with my situation? Yeah, I can, but you'll have to work with me. And God is saying the same things. Yes, I can fix your situation, but you will have to work with me. It takes a cooperation. Yes. So he was, he was telling the people there, counting on joy. You'll be like Superman in this, in this case. You say, well, I can't be like Superman. Brothers and sisters, you will rise above if we will do what God says. Now let's see if we can catch what he says. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptation, knowing this, that the trying of your faith. Let me say this, because <clears throat> this will help set some free. It's not you, it's your faith. It's not, it's not the trying of you, it's the trying of your faith. It's the trying of your faith. Because he wants to get you to dislodge your faith in God. See in the parable of the sower, the sower sowed the word and immediately the enemy came to get the word. See, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if he can get your word, he can get your faith. And then you're powerless to be able to make change in your life. It takes cooperation with God. Cooperation. Say that, say that with me. It takes cooperation <laughs> with God in order to come out. And God wants to bring us up. God's not after making failures in his family. He's after making successes in his family. Let me ask you this. <clears throat> do you want anybody in here that's got children, do you want your children to be miserable failures? If you do, we need to examine your head. Nobody wants their children to be a miserable failure. God is the best father that there is. He does not want his children to be miserable failures. You're not a miserable failure. But we've got to get where we're cooperating with God, to get on the page with God. So, they didn't want to be where they were at, but they were there. And he tells them something that's so profound, count it all joy when you find yourself in these various tests and trials. Are they fun? No. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Another translation says it works endurance. Did you know that you need to have some stickability in you? And you need to know that you've got stickability in you. Yes. 
that no matter what comes or goes, you're not turning your back and you will face the things in life. I've been there myself and it ain't no fun to be there, but there was something that I had to purpose in my heart. God, because Jesus asked his disciples this, he says, will you leave also? And Peter says, where are we going to go? You got the words of eternal life. I purposed in my heart when I, I knew that I was right at the door of something that could tear my life all to pieces. And I said, I will not leave. There's things you got a purpose in your heart that you ain't going to cut and run, that you're going to stand. Because there's something about a child of God that's holding on to the promises and things of God. When all of the dust settles and all of the smoke settles, they'll still be standing. They'll still be standing. But there's been a lot of people that have made a profession for God that's not here today. Because they did not make quality decisions to do what God said to do. And all they made was the wounded rabbit sound. And all it did was call the enemy. But that same mouth that can make the wounded rabbit sound and call the enemy is the same mouth that can make the praise to God and say, how great is our God. Does it look like it? I don't care what it looks like. I ain't got my eyes on that. I got my eyes on Jesus. I got my eyes on Jesus. But you don't know what the doctor said. I don't care what the doctor said. I got my eyes on Jesus. But you don't know the problem that I'm dealing with. No, I don't know the problem with that you're dealing with. But I know the God yes. who is more than enough. Amen. I know the God who is more than enough. And you need to know that he's the God who is more than enough. Yes. And if you will take and hold on with him, you will see that he is the God who is more than enough. Amen. That's why David could say, I have never seen the righteous forsaken or received begging for bread. Because this had been real. Brothers and sisters, there's something about spiritual knowledge of walking with God through hard places in your life that you would choose not to walk through. But God's going to show himself great. The first place that God needs to show himself great is to you. You need to know that God is God for your own self. And you need to be convinced in your own heart, in your own mind, that God is God and he will never leave me nor forsake me. You need to know that. Because it's hard to communicate that to somebody else when you don't know it your own self. It's hard to get somebody else to believe that when you don't believe it your own self. So he says, count on all joy when you fall in these places. Because these are proving grounds where God has showed himself faithful. And when you know that God has showed himself faithful to you in that place, somebody can say, well, I don't believe God can do nothing to help you. Well, I can tell you this, he helped me. You can do whatever you want, but I believe he helped me. He was there with me through this whole thing. And I was sure glad for his help. Amen. 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 <clears throat> but let patience have her 
perfect work. Let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect, entire, and wanting nothing. Wouldn't it be a crying shame to go through a hard place in your life and you still didn't know that God was the God who could keep you? Let me tell you what I did. My life was in a shambles. I thought I had everything together. If there was anybody that you would ask, you come ask me. Because I had it, I had it together. But then something happened and my whole life fell apart. But I knew there was only one that could put Humpty Dumpty back together again. I knew that. And I called on him to help me through this. And what I'm telling you, been telling you, is the same things that principles that I did. I will not run. Brothers and sisters, you can't run from your problems. When you get to the next location, they'll be right there knocking on the door. So you can't run from them. They're there. You have to deal with them. And I tried ripping my own strength to make this thing right and to, for it to go away. And it did. But I kept doing what the Word of God said and kept applying what the Word of God said. And there were places where if I would have done some of the things that I'm preaching to you right now, I wouldn't have stayed in it as long as I did. There's no doubt in my mind. But you don't know everything all up front. I can save you months and sometimes years of trouble in your life if I can get us to listen to what the Word of God has to say. But if we choose not to listen to what it say, has to say, we just had to go through them hard places, hard knocks. That school of tuition, that tuition is real high in the school of hard knocks. Takes a lot, of, lot out of your heart. Takes a lot out of your heart. But God wants us perfect. That word perfect is mature. Not lacking. Not wanting anything. And somebody say to you, say, I don't know what in the world I'm going to do. And you'll know from your heart. If you'll look to God, put your trust and faith in Him, He will see you through this thing. And then you can have an avenue to start talking about with them with joy. With joy. Let me tell you about joy. How can you look at this? How can you be so positive in this outlook? You just don't know what I've been through. Now, I had heard about, I think it was Mark Twain. He had a woman that was a housekeeper there with him. And this woman had it seemed to have it all together. When you looked at her, she had a smile on her face. Her countenance looked good. 
And he says, you must have had a good life for you to have the outlook and the attitude that you were, that you have now. And she starts telling him, when I was a young woman, I was married and I had children. They took, I was a slave. They took my children and they sold my children somewhere else. They took my husband and they sold him somewhere else. And here I was by myself. But she made a decision. She made a choice. That she would not be bitter and let those things hold her captive for the rest of her life. See, you don't know what somebody else has been through. You only know what you've been been through. That's good preaching, huh? being been. You only know what you've been through. But God will bring you through and He'll use you to show somebody else how to do the same thing. See, brothers and sisters, all of these things are principles that are laid out in the Word of God. But it needs people like me and you to help guide somebody through those principles so they can start acting on them for themselves. Because as long as it's a theory somewhere, it ain't worth five cents. And when you find yourself in the middle of something, you could care less about a theory. This is one of the reasons I can say I can care less about religion. But I love a relationship with God. Amen. It comes through Jesus Christ. But don't tell that religious junk to me. Because it is dead. I was raised around that dead stuff. It stinks and I hate it. I love the life of God that comes through Jesus Christ. Amen. It's real and it's vital. But I don't, I, I could care less about that. I want the real deal. Because when you're in the middle of something, a theory ain't worth five cents. You want something that's got substance to it. Amen. And that's what religion is. It's just another theory. We need to know God and we need to know Him for ourselves. We need to know Him like Paul did and Silas did when they were in the middle of the jail. When their feet were in the stocks and their backs were bleeding, they knew that they could call Him, How great is our God? Yes, amen. Thank you. How did they know that He was a great God? Because they had experienced Him. Yes. All of us need to experience God for our own self. Amen? Amen. Now God wants to do something. Elizabeth said this morning she'd been in, she told me, I just found out this morning she'd been in ICU this week. But she's believing God for something. And we're going to believe with her. And I'm going to lay hands on her and the power of God's going to come into her body. Come up here, Elizabeth. You come up here too, Ronnie. I want you to stand behind her. How great is our God? Yes. Yes. Our great is our God. God already showed me He's going to do it. Praise God. And, and I can't wait until 2 o'clock. i got to do it right Hallelujah. now. Hallelujah. So I need to wait when you can have it right now. I can identify. <laughs> I can identify. I told my daddy. I said, i got to be baptized tonight. He said, can't you wait till tomorrow? I said, no. got to do it tonight. got to do it tonight. Whatever. There needs to be an expectation to rise up in our heart to receive. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. I believe it to be so just as you spoke. I believe it just as you spoke. Father, in the name of Jesus, 